The revolution has begun. Join the revolution, the lost art with Steve Gould. For only the very best in progressive rock, every Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m., only on MMH, the home of rock radio. Hello people, good afternoon, good morning, good evening and welcome to wherever and whenever you happen to be in the world today. My name is Ben, this show is Dancing with the Dead, it's my first show of the year. So as always, we kick off with our New Year's New Metal Special. Yes, there's going to be scratching, there's going to be hippity hop flavours, there's going to be massive massive riffs, there might be a snifter of harsh language, it's all going to be awesome fun. I did one of these last night as part of Follow the Dead, as Follow the Dead kicked off its, uh, its 2024 account last night as well. But, we looked at some of the slightly more underground bands last night. This night, we're going to look at the slightly more obvious ones. Okay, so we're going to kick off with one of the most obvious of all new metal bands. Nine Guys from Iowa. Rocking boiler suits and crazy masks. Cause he's a phantom, a mystery, and that leaves me nothing Many times if you wanted to die, it's too late for me All you have to do is get rid of me You can't get California with a mother man who's Everywhere I go, there's a sense of 
Yes, if, if, if that somehow passed you by, that was Slipknot. Is from their uh, major label debut, self-titled record. Came out in 1999 on Roadrunner Records, produced by the uber producer, legendary kind of guy, Ross Robinson. His, uh, his, his touch added a certain 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 panache, a certain je ne sais quoi to, uh, to, to the sound template that we came to know and love. Well, most of us did, some of us did, some of us did. Yeah. <laughs> it was new metal. Very few people have more of an impact on how the sounds and the such like adapted over a decade as Ross Robinson did. It was him who worked with Korn, him who worked with Bizkit, him who worked with Slipknot, him who worked with Cold Chamber, these massive pivotal bands who are, who are you know, magazine cover stars shifting millions of units, headlining massive tours, making the kids go absolutely wild for years. I mean, years and years. From about 95 to about 2002, 2003, this stuff was everywhere. Scratches, big jeans, too many facial piercings, wicked, crazy tattoos and such like. And Slipknot were part of that second wave. First wave, I would say between 94 and 97, 98-ish. Then 99 through to around about 2005-ish was the second wave. Third wave, yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> then it also went a bit squiffy and there's been a bit of a resurgence in recent years. And we'll look at some of those more current bands a little bit later. But if you look at for me, there are the four big ones. Maybe five. <laughs> but we'll see how the rest of it falls into place. Up next, we couldn't look at New Metal without mentioning Korn. I'm going to skip their first record, 30 years old this year, I hasten to add. Their self-titled record, absolutely fantastic. But I'm going to go for a track from a record that overall, for the most part, I don't really like the album. I think it's a pretty rubbish album. But it's got a few absolute slappy moments of genius on it, including Coming Undone. Yeah, don't affect me 
years old, isn't it? Coming undone. I must admit, this, the groove on this song is absolutely fearsome. It just gets in and... It's, it's ridiculous i know it's ridiculous because ultimately the rest of the record has got some really cool moments on it but i don't know it felt like it's, it's almost like they hit sort of <sighs> it's like they hit it's like they struck gold like twice on the record and the rest of it is sort of like yeah just you know mooching on through and it's a shame because when they get it right oh my god it absolutely slaps and that song is one of those moments it's just absolutely brilliant truly truly stunning right up next another band that's I love this band, and a lot of people also love them, and a lot of people also will lump them in into new metal, but they themselves never really thought of themselves as being a new metal band. They tried to distance themselves from the style. I know a lot of bands did because of the negative association with it, and I can kind of see why. Yeah. But few bands did went as quite as much as effort as these guys did to distance themselves from it, especially when they kicked out a song that was written specifically to sound new metal at the time, and apparently the band hates it, which is really, really sad, because I think this is a great song. The video's great fun as well. It was uh, kind of bundled together with the White Pony sort of special editions and stuff. It's uh, Deftones, and this is Back to School. Right back to 
it's a shame that the band don't like it but i kind of get why because the legend though the legend has it is that it was a uh, song that was leaned on them well not leaned on them but they they released the record and the record label went back and went could you write a slightly more new metal sort of song you know so we can get a bit more attraction a bit more airplay and the band went ah, yeah i suppose and that's what they came up with which i must admit if, if it's just a case of that's what they can come up with when they're having to write to a specific style yikes think what it would be like when they really put their mind to it you know and i kind of get where a lot of i know a lot of there's there's some there's some slightly elitist shall we say deftones fans who who choose to not associate them with new metal but it's the ilk of whether you whether they sound like it or not they were always going to get bundled in with the scene because of you know timing and the bands they were playing with and such like and ultimately Adrenaline is imprinted onto the DNA of so many other new metal bands that have taken elements from their sound. So whether they were new metal, per se, a lot of new metal bands took inspiration from them and embraced it and involved it in their sound, therefore making them new metal by default. <laughs> Which is a bit of a shame. But um, yeah, I think it's kind of how it happened. Hey ho. That was Deftones with Back to School. Love that track. Right, last one for this little chunk. One of the big, big punches. They were part of the first wave. Because they, what, I think their first record dropped in 97. Then they kicked another one in 99. And then they went through the roof in 2000. When the uh, brilliantly titled Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavor Water kicked out a collection of massive, massive singles. Including, I love this. I love this. So the groove on this just makes me want to jump around like a crazy person. Last one for the opening chunk. Limb Biscuits. It's my generation. Only we can fly. Little biscuit style. John Otto. Take him to the Matthews Bridge. Can you feel it? A digit generation. Generation! 
Follow us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Want airplay? Want your album reviewed? Get in touch. Just search MMH, the home of rock radio. System of a Down. They were always fun, weren't they? <laughs> I mean, that first self-titled record, yikes, it made an impact when it dropped in 1998. It really made people stop and pay attention and be like, wow. We definitely have the spearhead to the second wave. A lot of people, again, they were saying, well, they aren't really very new metal, but at the same time, <coughs> excuse me, tonally, sonically, there are definitely elements within their sound that most definitely is. And it's those elements that make them, again, a bit like Deftones, they might not necessarily have been part of it themselves, but a lot of the bands that came afterwards would utilise their sound, would utilise their bits and bobs in part of what made new metal interesting and inventive as it rolled on. So, uh, maybe by default, a bit like Deftones, who knows, what do you think? <laughs> right, my name is Ben, you're listening to Dancing with the Dead on mmhradio.co.uk and we are rocking our New Year's New Metal Special as we do every year. Baggy trousers, facial piercings, bad tattoos, flame cuffed shirts all the way from now until 10 up next from their only record get some it's the brilliant snot and this is stupid 
Snot, love that band. Their record, Get Some, is just wow. I mean, I, I, that, that record pretty much lives on repeat in my head. I love it. I really, really do. I, li- I dread to think how much time I spent listening to that album. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Sadly, this is a band that was cut down as their, as their lead singer, Lynn, was taken in a car crash. Yeah, yeah. Second album was, 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 was well under progress. The band was... So we'll kick it out as a, as a tribute to Lynn. It was called Straight Up, um, and it had a collection of vocalists who played with the band, and they played with it from that sort of like the era and in the area and such, like all adding vocals and bits and bobs to it. So they only really did one album. Uh, yes, yeah, get some. It's the only one with Lynn. Straight Up is a brilliant, fantastic tribute record. It's not quite the same though, because there's something about Lynn's vocals, and I can't ever put my finger on it. But it's just something magical. He gets in there, and it's just. It's, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing but love for the band. Really, really nothing. It's just, yeah. It was, it was such a shame. Such a shame. But you know, various members of the band would go on. They join Soulfly. They join Amen, and then they join Godsmack. And yeah, the the, the the band members are still busy as and still very, very active, involved. Right up next. Before they went all grungy and weird, they kicked ass. I'm of course talking about Stained. This is from Dysfunction, Smudge Shovel. You got- 
see what I mean? Before Stain became all grungy and weird and woe is me sort of type shenanigans, they had some serious bites. The record is called Dysfunction and it has got a seriously large amount of aggression rolling in it. It's still got the melodies in it and yeah, Aaron does a great job. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate there's bits and bobs of the later records that were fun, but I mean, for me, Dysfunction is their best work. A lot of people will shout about the, pre, about the record that came beforehand and game on. It was an aggressive, heavy album again. But, I don't know, there's something magical about Dysfunction. Maybe it's because it was the first one that I heard properly, but, I don't know, it just had a bit more zing about it that I thought was absolutely brilliant. Right, up next we're going to go for a band who, I'm not going to lie, they were... They, they, they were very much of the moment. And much like some of the other bands, I mean, I mentioned yesterday how Seven Dust and P.O.D., they kept themselves busy, they didn't go on hiatus. This lot, they didn't go on hiatus either. Um, this lot carried on doing their thing, and they carried on pushing themselves forward and forward and forward, adapting, evolving ever so slightly as time went on. I must admit, I didn't really like what they did to themselves for a large chunk of their middle period, and I saw them um, a few years back, and I can honestly say they were one of the worst live bands I've ever seen live, because they were they seemed almost a little bit bored. They had OPM supporting them, and they were absolutely terrible as well. It was a shame, because I must admit, I really looked forward to seeing them, and they just did not deliver, and it was disappointing. But... When they got it, the only thing about it was they played loads and loads of middle-of-the-road material from their later records that went up to much mustard, and they threw in loads of random reggae covers, which I can appreciate has always been part of their sound, but it isn't really what I wanted to go and see. Um, and I don't think many of the rest of the crowd wanted to see it either, because when they played some tracks from their first couple of records, the place went absolutely off the chain, and it was such a disappointment to see them then revert back to the slightly slower, more, more middle-of-the-road stuff again. But, yeah, so it goes. I'm of course talking about Head P. <laughs> this is from their second record, Broke. This is Killing Time.
come from? Belt of Orion, son of the sun god. You know my name, I'm the conqueror. The Lion King, Kamehameha, come. 2012, come 12 tribes. Come 12 strands, come 12 lives. 12 steps, 12 months, 12 motherfuckers. Oh, make bail, kick us at the crowded jail. Sexy violence sales. 12 serial killers, 12 dead without a trail. Or a trace, it's prime time. The fight night, pay-per-view, suicide. our radio shows can be found on demand download our app from google play or the apple app store just search mmh the home of rock radio Baby, make 
Punani. Queen bitch, the red lipstick, the all black heart. Call me black bar. Fuck a blowjob, just a motherfucking heart. Under seven inches, eh, sorry. Men and men, I can't fuck with them. I like to ride the cock till you hit the spot. Come on, baby, make it hot. Got a convertible, drop the top. Before we do a thing, I want the diamonds in the ring. The furs, the minks, the jewels, the minks. You know I'm freaky, so yeah, gotta eat me and I know you hate it, but I'm red naked. That was Methods of Mayhem, taken from their self-titled debut record, Methods of Mayhem. The song is called Get Naked. It features, uh, I think it's Lil' Kim and Fred Durst and Mixmaster Mike. What a collection of people to put onto one record. And if you weren't aware, although the rather brash uh, braggadeering in the in the <laughs> lyrical content might give the game away, that was, um, for those who don't remember, that was one of the projects of Tommy Lee. Yes, Tommy Lee. He went new metal, did a did a rocky hip hop album. Uh, who's helped by a bloke with ginger dreadlocks called Tilo, um, for the most part. But he had a collection of guests. He had uh, the guys from the Crystal Method. He had um, Kid Rock. He had a couple of guys from Wu Tang guesting. He had Snoop Dogg guest on it. It was a veritable treasure trove of one guy going check out all my awesome friends. It's like yeah, all right, fair. <laughs> I must admit, for me, it's not a brilliant album by any measure of the stick, but it is a really, really fun album. Or at least, imagine it's very much fun if you don't mind some slightly caveman-style, braggadeering, bro-frat-sort-style lyrics, which do do run pretty much rampant throughout a large chunk of the record. It's all of the it's all of the showing-off elements of, of hip hop and and and, and rock all thrown into one thing so it's what do you expect when you got one of the biggest you know i mean motley crew were ever renowned for being subtle were they you then throw him trying his best at another big brash show-offy style of music with hip-hop at times because at times hip-hop could be all about the bling and all about the bits and bobs and unsurprisingly it's an explosion of all of that sort of style stuff i must admit i enjoy it but i can fully get why people wouldn't but if you go in expecting deep and meaningful you'll be disappointed if you go in expecting big beats dumb riffs silly lyrics there's a lot to be enjoyed on that record before the break was Head P. Uh, the song's called Killing Time, opening track of their brilliant second album, Broke. I know in the intro I complained about them a lot, but that was more from their live performance. The, on record, even the even the middle records, they've had some really good moments on them. For me, they'll never touch their first three, but that's just me and probably down to my age and nostalgia more than anything else. The first self-titled record in particular is absolutely brilliant. I do love the second one as well. But enough about that let's move on who's next from their debut record inches from the mainline this band was signed by sharon osborne and kicking out work on their label she dropped them very quickly when new metal got stale and she threw these boys to the walls which is a shame because uh inches from the mainline is a brilliant record it's slaves on dope and this is pushing me
Seriously, it's so cool, isn't it? The band are called Slaves on Dope. The song is called Pushing Me. It's the opening track of their uh, major label debut, Inches from the Mainline. They were, of course, signed to Divine Recordings, which was Sharon Osbourne's label. Unsurprisingly, after that, they got a lot of push on the Ozfest that year. Although, as times changed, they did drop them a little bit swiftish, which I always thought was a little bit harsh, because the record was fantastic. The follow-up record was rather fun, but with little to no major label push behind it, it pretty much sank without a trace, which is a shame. It really is a shame. But hey-ho, so it goes. Right, next we're going to jump up and look at a couple of current records. Yes, current records to round out this hour. Up first is Alt. The song is called Wraith. This is really fresh. With my faith in 
strip me down to the bone You transform the tragedy We're turning into crime I'm floating What do you reckon then, folks? What do you reckon? Seriously, I think it's absolutely fantastic. The band are called Alt, work with a dot at the end. Uh, the record is called Abeyance. That particular song is called Wraith. It was a single dropped in time for the record to be released in the summer of last year. Like I said, New Metal, it's gone through some changes. And there's a current brand of, of, of New Metal that a lot of people are writing off and they're referring to as how is it, New Metal Core. So it's, almost, it's very much a sort of metal core bass with New Metal sort of tones to it with either the scratching or the delivery and the such like. Alpha Wolf are another fantastic example of a band. Their most recent single has got that old school New Metal vibe but delivered with slightly more metal core aggression. Um, Tala, a similar sort of vibe, uh, Kane Hill, both of which we're going to look at in the second half, same sort of thing, they've got metalcore-esque sort of grooves and rhythms, but it's still wrapped up with a slightly new metal sort of style delivery, it's a really bizarre hybrid of sounds, and honestly I think all of these bands in this sort of style are absolutely slaying it at the moment, they really, really are. Up next though, a band that are just unapologetically trying to make new metal great again it's actually their catchphrase i'm hoping they're going to put that on a t-shirt but trying to make new metal great again is the rather marvelous black gold they've toured with wargasm and limp biscuits they're touring with skin dread next year they've got some headline shows lined up in london and in may cannot wait to see what comes next from the band 
This is their current single. This is absolutely magical. So last one for this hour. This is Black Gold. The song is called Old School Sound featuring Hyro the Hero. to the left hand side Travelling through time like I am on Webbing dickies, not Almani Come in the bill, it's not hard to find me Slick, smooth, we got moves Well in my expert opinion The risks were lacking creativity And the started been done before Bring it back, back to the old school sound Bring it back, back to the old school sound Bring it back, back to the old school sound Losing it with Luscious. That's me, Jesse Luscious, spinning the best of punk rock and oh, so much more. Every Monday night, 8 to 10 p.m. Only on MMH, the home of rock radio.
Hey up, good morning, how y'all doing? My name's Shutty, I'm the ex-Baldy Skin Basher of that there television band. The show that you're listening to now, this morning, is called Breakfast with Shutty. <laughs> it's a rock and roll extravaganza with a side order of metal. We're on Monday to Thursday, 7 until 9 in the morning. Only on MMH, the home of rock radio.
Welcome back, folks. My name is Ben. You are now listening to Dancing with the Dead on mohradio.co.uk. It's a happy new year, new metal extravaganza. Yes, that was one of the most fervent and adventurous and entertaining and forever mind-melting current crop of bands who are embracing some of those new metal sounds and twisting them into all sorts of weird and wonderful things. The band are called Tala. That song is called The Silo. You can find it on their first record, Matrifagi? 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 Fagi? Matrifagi? I don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry, guys. I really don't. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Um, but their yeah, most recent record, was it last year or the year before? I think it was last year, um, came out and... They've gone in a slightly more core direction, not just a slightly more punky sort of hardcore direction as opposed to metalcore direction. They've still got that slightly new tone because they've got that vibe with the guitars and the drum kit has that slightly new sort of tone to it. So, so good. So, 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 so good. It's chaos. It's Justin's vocals are absolutely all over the place. I think that's the bit that really pulls you in. Justin manages to hook you in with his vocals and it's just, yeah, absolutely magical. Absolutely magical. But... As I'm sure you're aware, if you've listened to any of the shows so far, I'm a big um, new metal fan, huge new metal fan. It was part of my teens to grow up listening to loads of it, and as such, seeing it being reborn with new twists and tweaks and such like is nothing short of fantastic. So, up next, another band who've taken a very, very sort of almost like a tried and tested sort of new metal sort of vibe, but given it its own slightly sort of hybridy tweak, and it sounds different to everything else they've done, and I kind of like that. Um, Kane Hill, they're more into your more sort of traditional sort of metalcore sort of type vibe these days, but they've also managed to sort of go beyond that because they've got elements of hardcore in it, and they've got elements of just good old fashioned straight up metal. But when they first appeared, yeah, this sort of uh, this, this, this sort of merging of of, of of hardcore, but they had it. It's almost as if it's like it's like Corn and Manson were trying to play hardcore, and I, I say that in the nicest way possible because it's a very odd sort of sonic template, but it's really really effective because it sounded unique, but it also sounded familiar. From their self-titled EP, this is Kane Hill. The song is called Gemini.
Why did you say those things? Could have been nice. You were cold as ice. Why is this happening? It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. Why did you say those things? Could have been nice. You were cold as ice. Why is this happening? It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. kind of magical isn't it i mean as i said it's a little bit of it's, it's it's got a little bit of tone of manson it's got a little bit of corn from that groove but at the same time it's got something that makes it very very unique and i'm loving how much just it's it's it's, it's there's aggression in it but it's not sort of like point blank blunt just like bash your head in sort of style aggression like a lot of metalcore can be i think it's absolutely fantastic i really really do i got a lot of time for it i think it's absolutely marvelous i love it it's it's it's, it's yeah Nothing short of fantastic, and I cannot wait to see what they're up to next. I mean, I really can't. I mean, I, I got a lot of time for the band. I think they're all sorts of awesome. So, it, it makes me certainly excited to see what on earth it is, is going to come next for the band. I really can't wait because they've evolved and adapted, and yet I wouldn't discover them if it weren't for the fact that they had these slightly new sort of tones. Although oddly, I found them at a punk festival. I know, I know, it's weird. It's weird. The wonder of music. <laughs> <laughs> right, up next, a band that managed to annoy as many people as they enthrall. And honestly, I think they're fantastic. Um, it's Wargasm. Yes, I know. For a start, you're going to have the old thrash fans who go, That's not Wargasm. They're not a thrash band. They're not. No, no, that's, that's a lady in some bloke shouting. So They're not trying to be. That's why they've had to put the UK bit afterwards. But yeah, they kicked out a brilliant record at the end of last year called Venom. It's, it's it's fantastic. I've been listening to it all over Christmas. It's made me smile like an absolute loon. It really, really has. Um, picking a track from it, I've, I've listened to it going, it's this, it's, bits of it are punky, bits of it are industrially, but also bits of it are really quite new sort of flavour from the groove and the such like. They've even got one of the original, original dads, the original Dons, one of the uh, of the, the founding fathers of new metal. you got Fred Durst on a song called Bang Your Head.
It's awesome, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. It's I love the absolute insanity. I love the chaos of it. It's nothing short of magical. The band are called Wargasm. The song is called Bang Your Head. You can find it on their record Venom, which dropped last year. And the uh, the extra dulcet tones, the delicate vocals of Mr. Fred Durst can also be heard ripping through that track, dropping some uh, some harsh language. <laughs> I think it's absolutely magical. I really do. <laughs> Somehow, Fred Durst has been on three tracks out of the season. I didn't even mean that. It, it, it just sort of happened because he was on the Methods Mayhem track. He's been in there on the uh, Wargasm track and, of course, Bizkit right, right at the start. So, yeah, he's the only one who's been on three. He's quite the, quite the, quite the road, the travelling traveling fellow, isn't he? <laughs> right, next up. We're going to go back, going to go back from bands who are currently keeping the flame alive and warping it into all sorts of different things to a band who came along and pretty much ripped up the rulebook. They, they adhered. Ven- so, so vehemently to it, but they also tore it up at the same time. They took all the obvious bits of the rapping vocals, the big downtune guitars, and they also had the screams, they also had the clean vocals, and they wrapped it all up in a glorious, pristine spitball of awesomeness. That was Hybrid Theory. Of course, I'm talking about Linkin Park. Picking a track from this record, not easy. Not an easy one at all. As such, I went for one that wasn't an obvious single. I've gone for one that's, I must admit, one that I listened to a lot with my wife. She, there was a, our local pub used to have this album on the jukebox and she would always pick, there was like three songs towards the end of the record that were a bit more hectic, a bit more frantic, and she'd always pick one of them depending on how lively she was feeling on the evening, shall we say. <laughs> this one, I think, highlights all the best, all the bits we mentioned before. It's got the rapping, it's got the aggression, it's got the cleans, it's got everything that sort of made Linkin Park so magical, but it's also not an obvious single, because, you know, I can appreciate the album's brilliant, but some of the bits are a bit overplayed. That's not the band's fault, but, you know, it just is as it is. So, from Hybrid Theory, it's a place for my head. Watch how the moon sits in the sky on a dark night Shining with the light from the sun The sun doesn't give light to the moon Assuming the moon's gonna go with one It makes me think of how you act to me You do favors there rapidly You just turn around and start asking me About things that you want back from me I'm sick of the tension, sick of the hunger Sick of you acting like I owe you this Find another place to feed your greed While I find a place to rest I wanna be in another place I hate when you say you don't Go away, you. 
tailor all our advertising packages to suit your needs with competitive rates your advert can hit thousands of listeners just search mmh the home of rock radio
immense incubus i must admit they're a band that i'm not gonna lie for me they grew up a little bit too quickly and i say that in the nicest way possible because you know fungus among us and enjoy incubus they're chaotic groove laden messes in science sort of managed to harness that mess but it was still utterly chaotic it's still the sound of a band having stupid amounts of fun throwing loads of stuff into the sonic blender and seeing what shook loose make yourself with such a refined streamlined sort of stripping back of their sound it was just awesome riffs nice mixes nice scratching in massive huge melodies but they, they stripped away so much of the chaos which ultimately I get why, because it made them a much more palatable sound for so many more people and it took them from being new metal also rans to massive, massive rock stars. And it's a shame because for me, I say, I say new metal also rans because at that stage they weren't on that top tier. Science is a phenomenal record and it's my favourite by Incubus. But they weren't up there with the biz kits, they weren't up there with the corns, the turf tones and, and, and the coal chambers. They were sort of bubbling under as the band that people knew, but they weren't like top tier. And then Make Yourself came along and it they exploded. They became a massive, massive band. And I, I get why, whether they did it on a conscious level or it's just how they were changing, but it felt like they matured so much between those records. Maybe it was the touring, maybe it was a, a, a different perspective. I don't know if, if anything changed it for them. But make yourself as a fantastic record and i'm not gonna lie, i did not appreciate it at the time i wanted more silly nonsense and i didn't I, I they put me off incubus for a long time i mean i didn't listen to them for many many a moon and i went back to them many years later and was like, oh, yeah, all right i was wrong <laughs> and i appreciate it much more as a grown-up um but that's just me i mean it, it's a fantastic record it really really is i still prefer science but yeah and before the break was Linkin Park with A Place For My Head from their brilliant record Hybrid Theory I was originally going to go with Pushing Me Away because I love the chorus on that song it's epic but at the same time after the chaos of Walkasm it's a case of yeah we need to need to bring something a bit more hectic into the mix and that's where A Place For My Head works like I said before there's those three tracks towards the end of Hybrid Theory and they're all frantic hectic jumping around the loads of different styles and I think it's absolutely brilliant it really really is and yeah it's so much more to their sound than I think a lot of people give them credit for. I know a lot of people just go, oh yeah, crawling in, yeah, great. But yeah, crawling, I, 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 yeah, no, I don't like crawling. I wish I could say I do, but it, it annoyed me at the time and it still annoys me now. I get it why it was a big song, but yeesh, no thanks. <laughs> hey ho, so it goes. Right, let's focus, play some more tunes. Next up, Huberstank, a band who, for the most part, I'm not gonna lie, do not like this band. Don't really like much of the album, uh, but don't really like much of what anything they've done there very 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 incubus light um, very very obvious incubus and yet somehow on that first record they had a brilliant song called crawling in the dark it's the first track on the record it went downhill after that i'm not gonna lie but this track is absolutely brilliant who was dank crawling in the dark <laughs> Story's ending And I wish 
See Huberstank. I assume that's how you pronounce it. It's a silly name as well, isn't it? Self-titled record. That was crawling in the darkest. The opening track from the album. It's 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 the high point. It really is. I mean, I liked it. I mean, they say about you know how you want to sort of stagger your album and such like. You start off with a strong song, but maybe not your best one. <laughs> you want to have your best one? Maybe track three, track four. So you got some good ones. Then you hit them with the best one. You want to finish strong as well, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, obviously, I'm. 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 I'm obviously wrong because you know the band are still touring. They're still busy. I mean, that record came out what 2002. Here we are, 20 odd years later. They're still an active band. They still manage to kick out more records. And the the style they've got is more of the style of the rest of the record. Eh. I mean, maybe who knows? Was was that one released to sort of cash in on the popularity of Incubus and that sound, which was very prominent in the beginning 2000s? Who knows? But, you know, they, they, they obviously enjoy it and they're, they're still doing their thing. But Game Art, I imagine that song I think is absolutely brilliant. I just didn't care much for the rest of their catalogue. Speaking of which, there's another band that have got a similar sort of vibe. I know this is going to upset a lot of new fans because a lot of new fans do really like this band a lot. I mean, they've recently redone some repackaged bits and bobs and redone some records and the such like. I mean, for me, Gift is an okay album and the album that followed it, I can't remember what it's called, was alright. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just they didn't ever really nail much. Apart from this, I think this song, I think, is absolutely brilliant. And okay, poem's pretty good as well. <laughs> I'm talking about Taproot, and this is again and again.
Taproot. The song is called Again and Again. Like I said, I'm, I know a couple of bands on the back where I've been like, eh, overall for their careers and such like, but yeah, I love that song. It makes me jump up and down like an absolute crazy person. And but hearing Gift at the time and not being all that convinced, just writing it off as a, a shameless Incubus clone, which I still think to an extent they've taken a lot of influence from Incubus within their sounds. And then I think it was on, it was on, I think it was a Dave Mirror soundtrack, I think it was, on one of the video games. So, oh, actually, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> I'm always, I love, I know it's going to sound really weird, but I am always very happy to be proven wrong when I've got an idea about something in my head, especially if it's something where I'm going, I don't like that band. And someone finds me, someone goes, this one slaps, yeah, all right, that's fair. Will never be upset to be given tunes that are absolutely awesome, even if it's something that I shouldn't or don't think I would normally like. Please, anyone. Let me know. <laughs> right, next up, I have another band that have kept going throughout the entirety. They dropped their first record statement in the year 2000. So yeah, 24 years since their major label debut. They've been busy, busy bunnies, and they have not stopped. I mentioned a couple of bands yesterday. We got bands like Headpea, who I mentioned earlier. Got uh, Seven Dust, who are still keeping their things going. They haven't stopped either. Nonpoint, another one of these bands. And their game, their game, they've kept their style relatively similar to what they originally started out as. They've evolved and adapted slightly sonically. They've shuffled a little bit. Their guitar tone has changed a little bit. But overall, they're still managing to come up with the same sort of thing with the melodies and the groove. And they are still, still delivering to this day. Nonpoint from Statement. This is What A Day. Sonny juggle with a grin What was that move that they tore himself the fence? You blocked the killer's knife move with some confidence Let's take no way out of traffic, sign a move and go I wonder if a drag wheel fall What a day, what a day Through the street, I'm shooting the breeze all day What a day, what a day What a day, what a day Should be next time before you start to play, yeah
Hey everyone, Sharp here from Sharpie's Rock and Roll Train. Coming to you every Sunday, 7 till 9pm on MMH. Come join me for the best in uh, rock, metal, punk, unsigned, plus features, Sharpie's Golden Nuggets and the unsigned slot. And my email address, rockandroll666 at email.com. Come join me.
Oh, welcome back, folks. That is the amazing. I do mean that. I love that. The band are called Brutal Deluxe. Kicked out two records. They're based in London, from what I can recall. They were the darlings of the metal scene when that record dropped in the year 2000. Kerrang! Metal Hammer Terrorizer. They all loved this band as they brought that bizarre mishmash of a Slipknot-y type vibe with a Pantera-y vibe with a bit of a white zombie sort of type suits on thrown in there. A little bit of a Tool-esque sort of elements all with a bit of Deftones wrapped up, swirled up and spat at you by three guys with crazy dreadlocks, tribal war paint and lots of aggression. The record Divine Head was absolutely fantastic. They were signed to a teeny tiny label called Dreamcatcher and somehow, I'm not quite sure how, but somehow it got botched. The record just, it got rave reviews from everybody. They went out and tore it up and got loads of positive vibes. And yet, the momentum just died and completely vanished. They came back with a second record that had a, re a really odd title that I don't think many people could pronounce. And I'm pretty sure I'm one of them because I can't remember what it's called. And yeah it was gone their time had gone they they, they they just i don't know what it is but it seems like it, it seemed like they were away for too long by the time they returned all the momentum had completely vanished and everyone's like who what where? and their style just it was gone and it was a shame as i said i tried listening to it and it was like ooh. I did, I did, did, not, did not feel the vibe with it i might go back to it if i can find it on one of the streaming sites i might go and give it a listen but yeah it just didn't have the vibe and it's a shame because they were brilliant that first record divine head is amazing that song was called soul murder the band are called brutal deluxe divine head is the album it's fantastic and before the break was non-point the song was called what a day you can find it on their fantastic record statement if you're liking that then go and check out all of their work i think they're up to album 12 now i think it is still busy still active still touring doing shows apparently amazingly interactive with the fans they've got loads of cool footage kicking them out loads of live footage of them absolutely slaying it they're a busy busy band haven't gone away still busy 24 years down they're still keeping themselves out there which is better than a lot of the bands that we're playing on these shows can say at the moment but yeah absolutely fantastic truly truly brilliant an example of how to go out conduct yourselves and make kick-ass music stick to your guns and just keep doing what you want to do and they've done it and they've succeeded Right, up next, another band who are still active. They've morphed through so many different styles and sounds across their time. They're almost chameleonic. Um, elements of their style is sort of like more sort of hippity hop sort of flavours. They've got more industrial sort of like type flavours. Then they went down a slightly rocky flavour, then a goth thing. They've been all over the place. It's Powerman 5000. This is from their Tonight the Stars Revolt record. Arguably, probably their. It's like a middle sort of ground between industrial and new with a bit of a pop edge. This is Supernova. It's pop. Supernova goes back. 
This. It is. See, the weird thing about it is there was a funny little line between new and industrial that started to merge around about the early 2000s. Powerman did it. The Union Underground certainly also walked down that road as well. Is this industrial? Is it new? Is it just good old-fashioned rock? Choice is up to you. From their record in Education and Rebellion, this is the Union Underground. Recently reformed, I hasten to add as well. Turn me on, Mr. Deadman. It's okay when they pay, they say I got the voice Look at this, a motherfucker is a millionaire Realize it's a mess that you wear Violate, violate, such a simple plan To be on, to be on, Mr. Simple minds, they adore what a boy. 
What do you reckon then? New or industrial? Choice is yours. It doesn't make any difference to me. I like it either way. I think it's rather fun. Although acknowledged, as I mentioned before, the slightly more fratty bro sort of style vote lyrics on some of these songs. Yeah, they are a little bit... Yeah. Whether or not the band have changed it from when they're performing, I must admit I honestly don't know. But that was the Union Underground. The song is called Turn Me On, Mr. Deadman. You can find it on their record, An Education in Rebellion. The band are out on tour, celebrating their anniversary type things and reunion sort of type of stuff later this year with a couple of other bands from the same period. I must admit I can't remember who they are because I don't think I liked the bands they're on tour with, so I'm pretty sure it's why they pay attention. And also it's in America, so I'm not going to see it. So I was like, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> sorry, guys. But, um, yeah. So it goes, so it goes. Right, we're out of time, I'm sorry to say. Although well, it depends if you're a new metal fan, maybe it's bad times. If you're not a new metal fan, you're probably thinking, thank God, the jukebox is going to be on next. Nothing but nothing but a winner. So it's probably a benefit. Ooh, fudge, what's going on here? Stop that, sorry. Right, to play us out, Islander covering some REM, just because. Tomorrow, next week, it's going to be back to business as usual. The uh, Follow the Dead will, back to be, will be a metal show next week. And uh, Dance with the Dead will be whatever happens to have dropped this new and fresh and awesome. Any suggestions, requests, submissions, drop a mail, benjekyll at mmhradio.co.uk. I'm happy to listen to everything that guys sent, although if I don't like it, I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to lie to anyone. I'm not going to sit and blow smoke up your butts. If I don't like it, I'm not going to play it. It's that simple. All right? So, I don't know to finish covering an awesome REM song. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. Starts with an earthquake Birds and snakes and aeroplanes Lenny Bruce is not afraid Eye of a hurricane, listen to yourself Churn world, serves the soul needs Don't disturb your own needs Speed it up a notch, speed run, no strength The ladder starts to clatter with a fear of high down high Wire in a fire, represent the seven gangs In a government for hire and a combat site Left it wasn't coming in a hurry With the furies breathing down your neck my team reporters baffle Trump to the crop Look at that low play, fine, dead Uh oh, overflow, population come and grow it all do save yourself, serve yourself World serves the soul needs, listen to your heart bleed Tell me with the rapture and the reverend in the right, right You vitriol and patriotic slam fight Bright light feeling pretty sight It's the end of the world as we know it It's the end of the world as we know it It's the End of the world as we know it Now I feel fine Six o'clock TV hour Don't get caught in foreign tower Slash and burn, return Listen to yourself churn Lock him in uniform with book burning blood 